Hello, I'm Pastor Isaac Hammond from Neely United Methodist Church at 1755 Thomas Deplin here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And we're so happy to be in your presence today with the Word of God. And we hope that we say something today on this podcast that can help you along your way, even in this life as well as to the life in eternity. There's a word for us today as we're thanking God for his glory, his presence, and his love and faithfulness toward us. And I come today just to say the battle is not yours. It belongs to the Lord. Uh, Whatever you're going through, whatever situation you're dealing with, or whether you're worried about this pandemic, uh, just worried about life in general, you have some questions about tomorrow, um, your children, your parents, and um, your livelihood, and where's the world going? But I'm here today to tell you whatever adversity that you're dealing with, the battle is not yours. It belongs to the Lord. And in Psalm, the second division, starting with that first verse, the Bible reminds us about who is in control. And the one that's in control is God the Father. And we oftentimes hear that scripture, uh, what will make God laugh? But in that fourth verse of Psalm, second division, you see what God says, he laughs at our enemies. When we go through situations and it may be a big problem for us here on earth, it may be a situation that you're dealing with that you've been dealing with for years. It may be big in your life, but when God looks at it, he laughs at it because he knows that this is not a big problem at all because that's nothing too hard for God. You just have to trust and believe and remember that some things All things that may come up against us, God laughs at it because it's not that major from where he sits. Because he sits high and he looks low. Heaven is his throne and earth is his footstool. So remember that in your life and day-to-day situation. Because Psalm 2 says, Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their binds asunder and cast away their cords from us. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. In other words, he's going to divide the enemies. This passage of scripture is talking about on the day of Armageddon, when the rulers of this world and the enemies of God shall try to come up against him one last time. And the Bible says that the Father is sitting in heaven and he's laughing at what the enemy is trying to come up with against the people of God. And I'm here today to tell you, not only in the Revelation 11 chapter, I believe, In the beginning with the 15th verse, does God say this and tells us about Armageddon and the end time prophecy. But God is sitting in heaven and he sees our infirmities. He knows our situations. He knows what we go through every day of our life. The worries, the setbacks, the heartache, the depression, uh, the anxiety. 
because he lived this world just like we did. And he knows he walked this world. He got hungry. He got on the ship and said, peace be still. He lost his good friend Lazarus. He lost his own father. He had to sit there and um, give his mother away while he was on the cross. He knows what it means to have a, a broken heart because of some things that you're working toward and trying to do. Uh, Sometimes it doesn't always go right. And we have some situations that we have to deal with in this life. But God is saying, I'm sitting in heaven and I'm laughing at your enemies because they're not too big from where I sit. You may think it's a big problem, but God laughs at your little issues that come up against you in your life. And he calls it the heathen. The heathen are the people that um, resist God and people who don't want to know God and um, those who may have a good life right now. But God says in that first verse that the heathen may be going through what they're going through, and but their life will end here on earth. And only what you do for Christ will last. Oh, we have people in our lives, our jobs, and our family who um, don't know God. And they're proud and boastful that they don't know him and don't want to know him. And it may look like when you see them, they're prospering and they're, they have all the luxuries of life. And everything is going well with their, their life. And, but their soul is not connected to God. And God is saying, it's all vanity what the heathen are seeking and what they're running behind. And their pleasures here on life will not last in eternity. So he says in verse number two, the kings of the earth themselves, the rulers, uh, they shall all come together against Jesus and against the Lord and against the anointed people. So we have some enemies that are on attack. They know that we love God. And because of our relationship with God, the enemy doesn't like it. Uh, people who don't know God, who don't want to pray, who don't want to fast, who don't want to trust and take a deeper step in their relationship with God, the devil doesn't attack them because he feels as though they are with him and have the same destination that he has, a place where God will not be. Rejection of God for all eternity, to see the backside of God and never the glory of God because of anger, hatred, and bigotry and prideful ways. But God is saying, kings, you need to recognize. People, you need to humble yourself. And remember, that only way to salvation is through Jesus Christ. And he laughs in heaven because he knows that some will reject him forever. But there are some that will love him unto death. So what will call God to laugh when we worry about our enemies? Because God is in control. Why waste your time worrying about some of the issues in life? Strive to do your best. Seek the kingdom of God and all things shall be added unto you. I love Ecclesiastics, the first chapter tells us that uh, we're so worried about the river and so worried about the mountain 
that we live our lives trying to tend to those things and try to possess those things and own those things. But the Bible says that after you're dead, the river's still going to be the river and the mountain shall still be the mountain. So why live your life trying to gain the mountain and possess it when you have to leave behind one day? In verse 5 of Psalm 2, it says, Then shall he speak unto the of his wrath, and vexed them which has sore displeasure. Yet I have set my king upon the holy hill of Zion. Isn't it good that we serve a God that gives us the antidote for our sickness, gives us the medicine for our dilemma? And the medicine is Jesus Christ. When your enemies, the heathen, come up against you, and uh, when it seems like the enemies are all around you, and and uh, the vanity of life is causing you some displeasure because you see those unrighteous gaining and the world seems to be headed toward uh, total possession of what you have and the have-nots and those that may not have may be less than those who have. God is saying it's all vanity and he laughs in heaven because he's given us the best thing in life and that's Jesus Christ, who is sitting on a hill, a holy hill in Zion. So God says in verse 7, I decree it and declare it that my son, this day, the only begotten, is your answer. He says, ask of me and I shall give thee the heathen as thy inheritance. So part of Jesus Christ's inheritance is the victory over the heathen and the other most parts of the earth. So everything belongs to God. So when you see those vanity things and those things that want you to um, pull you away from, from your relationship with God to seek after, God is saying all those things belong to me. The world is his and the fullness thereof. Everything belongs to God. You're just a person that's holding it for a little while, but you have to leave it here on that day. Then he says in verse number 10, Be wise now therefore, O ye kings and instructor, ye judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Serve the Lord with fear is the first sign of wisdom, according to the book of Proverbs. To fear the Lord, to know that he's all powerful. Then it says rejoice in trembling. Rejoice means to know that your worship and how you worship and praise God, that he is an almighty being of the universe, the supreme being, and you should tremble in reverence of him, and then your worship and praise will be right, knowing that it's uh, a greater power in this world, and you're worshiping in spirit and in truth, not with form and fashion, but on the depths of you, you tremble, knowing that he's almighty God all by himself. Then he says in verse number 12, Kiss the son, lest he be angry, and he perish from the way, when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all they that put their trust in him. God is saying, kiss the son. In other words, receive him. Receive Jesus Christ today as your Lord and Savior. 
because his wrath is going to come. But blessed are all they that put their trust in Jesus Christ. That's how that psalm ends. Psalm 2 is a blessing for our soul. What will make God laugh in heaven is when we look and see our enemies and feel that they are so great in our lives. But he sees it from heaven saying, there is nothing that's going to overcome you. At least I let some things happen in your life. God is in control. You have an advocate with the Father by the name of Jesus Christ. Kiss the Son and receive him as your Lord and Savior. The enemy will belong to God. And the enemy is the inheritance of Jesus Christ. For he's going to crush it like verse number 9 says. He's going to crush the enemy with a rod of iron and dash them into pieces like a piece of pottery. You're on the winning side. You have the victory. God is able and all things belong to him. So laugh with God when your enemies try to come up against you and shake you and scatter you and shake you like wheat. Know that God is in control. You're blessed and you're highly favored. And there are blessings for you as available. All you have to do is come to God and let him have his way. He's truly a blessing. I'm going to say a prayer today. And if you believe by faith, I want you to say that prayer along with me. Heavenly Father, I come now. I thank you, Lord God, for this day. I give you glory, honor, and praise. I repent of my sins. I repent of all the things I did knowing and unknowing that wasn't befitting in the eyes of God. Wash me, cleanse me, create in me a clean heart. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God and that he gave the Lord's Supper one evening and the next day he went to the cross and died for my sins, stayed in a tomb for the weekend, but early that Sunday morning, got up with all power in his hand, I believe. I thank you. Let me be part of the holy family of God. In Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen. 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 To God be the glory. We love you at Neely United Methodist Church at 1755 Thomas Deplet, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We praying for you. And we hope that you have everything that God has promised. Be blessed and keep the faith. And keep a smile on your face. For that smile may be blessing somebody along the way. Be blessed.